We don't inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. Native American proverb. Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hey guys, it's Rebecca B, and I just wanted to pop in and introduce the second part of our interview with Aaron Washburn. I hope you enjoyed that first segment of it and learned a few things or two. Raquel and I like to talk a lot about healing the planet, but this podcast is specifically about healing our bodies first. And a lot has been made about the state of Mother Earth and our planet, but what is the state of Mother Earth's human beings. So this podcast is about healing our bodies by healing our emotions. And I really hope that this interview can give you a few tools, a few takeaways when you begin your emotional healing journey. And also that we can enlighten, encourage, and empower you as you go through this journey. And that at the end of the day, you are going to be able to give back more to yourself, to your family, to your community, and yes, to Mother Earth. Sit back, take a listen, maybe grab some pen and paper if you want to take a few notes, and y'all guys enjoy. That's so generous of you, and I wanted to kind of kind of rewind a little bit to let Raquel know, I, and, and you too, Aaron. I took acting very early on. That's my mm. minor. So we talked a lot about the inner child. <laughs> we talked a lot about the inner child, and we would actually have to do monologues from our inner mm. child. And I can remember the very first one that I did, and I sobbed like a baby and I was so embarrassed because I was on this stage but my acting teacher was so weeda white she was so wonderful she rushes up and hugs me and tells me um, how brave I was as a little girl how brave and strong I was I'm gonna cry but it, brought, it just brought everything out and I it I felt that release and I was just like wow little Becky was so brave and so strong mm-hmm. And I applaud you. And at that point, I was able to recognize how strong she was as a little child and to incorporate incorporate that into my life as an adult because I turned that fear into courage. Mm, beautiful. Very beautiful. Yeah. And that happened a long, long time ago. And that's where my journey began was in acting class. And we had so many different you know, experiences with the inner child. And it was really kind of cool back then, but it's kind of fallen away. Uh, But if people understand that we carry so much from our five-year-old self or our seven-year-old self, or even our nine-year-olds, or whenever we experienced whatever that first initial, you know, some people don't experience it as a child. Maybe they experience it as a teenager, you know, we all, you know, right. As an adult mom, like, I think that maybe you didn't have the trauma as a child. Maybe you have it currently as an adult and that's why it's manifesting in different ways. Right. Aaron, don't you, I know you work with a lot of people in the medical industry, Mm -hmm. such as RNs and CNAs. Why do you feel like those you or you just feel like there's a lot of space for healing in that industry right now? Well, first it started out with my mom. Every time I saw my mom coming home, she just looked stressed. She didn't know what to do with her feelings. And she was very conservative as well. And during that time, she she didn't have the best relationship with my dad. Um, So she'd rather be at work. Mm-hmm. Anytime oh. someone comes 
Yeah. Any, anytime yeah. someone comes home from work and shares how stressful her job or how their work is, they never clock out. Yes. That's reason number two, because they remember whenever you're thinking about something, you're feeling that in your body. So they're still feeling the same emotions as they did in their shift at home. My mom didn't have anything like this. Um, and then she ended up developing and being diagnosed with lung cancer, which mm -hmm. uh, lung cancer is a lot of um, lack of inspiration and emotional survival. Looking back, I can definitely see that. So uh, one day, I came home and when I came home from high school, it was, I forget what, what month it was, but I came home and my dad or my parents called me to the back of the room. And when I went back there, um, I was 17 year old, years old at the time and my mom was in the bathroom in front of me. My dad was to the left of me and it was weird. They weren't saying anything. And um, so I looked at my mom. I could just see sadness in her eyes. And then I looked at my dad. My dad was finally able to say it. Um, he said, hey, your mom has been diagnosed with lung cancer. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. And I say this all the time. Uh, I didn't know what that meant. But I can literally feel like I felt what it meant, which is like she's going to pass away soon. I didn't believe it, too. I, I really didn't see that. Um, so over time, after a couple months and, and I think a whole year, still a little foggy in my in my memories there. She was trying to stay alive because my brother, my older brother was in the military and just going through basic uh, boot camp and she didn't make it. So there's this one night before she did pass, she she called each one of us and her whole left side was just numb. And um, she gave each one of us a hug, very strong hug, strongest hug I've ever had. And then we can just tell that that was her last one. So it was me, my brother, my dad, and my grandma that were there. Just one last hug. And then after that, you could just hear the Fargo in her in her voice or in her throat. Mm -hmm. The next day came along and she was definitely not there. Her eyes were rolled up and I didn't find this out up until three years ago. But my dad decided to finally pull the plug, but he asked me to do it, um, which made a lot of sense for me in my life because I felt responsible for my mom's death for a long time. So anything that... Um, everything that was going on in my life, anything that was my responsibility, I would get so offended by it if I did something wrong. But I didn't find that out three years ago. So when I did pull her plug, I sat at the end of the bed and I saw her take her last breath. Um, and in that moment, um, at 17 years old, I couldn't cry because I had to call my uncle after I had to set everything up at 17 years old. My dad couldn't do it. I even pulled the plug. My dad couldn't do it. So um, I realized why I didn't cry, but during that time, I thought I was just a, a crappy son. Like, why did my mom just pass away in front of me? How, how did I not just cry? So years went by, and I was just in this state of depression. And um, it was four years ago um, where I was listening to this Joe Dispenza meditation. And when I was listening to this Joe Dispenza meditation, not realizing the benefits I would have after, um, I just I just wanted to uh, meditate because all my entrepreneurial friends were meditating. I was like, there's got to be something here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And during this point, like over the eight years of just deep state of depression, I kept doing the same thing, kept working out to try to feel better. Um, I kept trying to take naps to feel better, but nothing was working. And Albert Einstein once said, um, you cannot solve the same problems with the same level of thinking that created them. So in this moment right now, doing this meditation was definitely new for me. I meditated for about an hour. I had the surge of energy go up through my entire body. And um, I just started crying, like this mystical type of love I've never felt. And then I was just high off of life for about a week. And I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. this is amazing. I'm no longer depressed. And then, boom, I got hit with depression again. I was like, whoa, where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? I thought I was done with this. I went through a whole another week of roller coasters of depression again. I was like going back to my old habits, working out. None of it was working. So instead, this time, I heard this voice in my head that said, stay still. I'm like, okay, 
okay stay so i got this and then i had my whole body just like just like it was like a tsunami in there it's like and all this depressed emotion that was depressing for a long time started to like just take over my body and then like these flashbacks were coming back and i just started crying like the ugliest cry i've ever done in my life <laughs> and and then i had a, a memory an image of my mom pop up at 17 years old again um, but this time it was like grief was overcoming me and i looked at my 17 year old self it was weird i closed my eyes and walked up to my 17 year old self he looked at me, I looked at him and I did that process. I was like, I looked into his eyes, he just felt scared. He felt vulnerable, he, he felt confused. And I, um, damn, this is emotional. So I walked up to that version of myself and I gave him a hug and I said, I see you, I hear and I love you. And these words just came out. He's, I'll explain why we say that. I gave him a hug and I said, it's okay that you feel lost right now. It's okay that you feel confused. Um, you're allowed to feel scared in my body. You're allowed to feel um, hurt in my body and it's okay. So I held that hug for a while and I was just tearing up. Um, I literally saw my 17 year old self tear up. And I forgot to mention before I looked at myself, um, I actually, my spirit went inside of my 17 year old self looking at my mom pass away again. And I allowed myself to cry, I was sobbing. And then I went back to myself, then walked up to myself, gave myself a hug. And then I placed my hand on his shoulders, looked into his eyes. And after I said that, his eyes were just, it felt like light went inside. He felt more seen, he felt more heard, he felt more compassion of my mom's passing versus grief. And energetically, I know my mom felt that in that moment where it was no longer in grief and hate in this world. It now became compassion and love. And then mm -hmm. it just, I feel it helps lift her even more and ascend her even more into um into ascension and and then in that moment i gave him the hug again and it transformed my heart and i felt like a completely changed person after that and it goes over that three concepts that i shared and then since that moment during that time i was already attracting nurses on fitness programs mm -hmm. and then i wanted to i felt inspired to start talking to them about their emotions whenever they didn't feel um inspired to work out and mm -hmm. then in that moment, I started learning, I actually started learning body language translations first. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. I even healed my sciatic pain that I had for eight years, mm -hmm. which is um, not being understood about deep withholdings of emotions. And I expressed yes. that sciatic pain went away on my left side. Same mm -hmm. thing happened to this person that I shared the story with. She had sciatic pain on her right side. And then after I shared the story, she no longer had it. Her son passed away 10 years ago. And, and that went away too. So I was like, there's something here. So I started learning body language translations more. I started learning about the mind as well, hypnosis. And then I paired those two together, created the mind and body um, um, process right there. And then something came to me even more powerful. I've tracked these nurses. And at the same time, there's something more. Um, I started to see these nurses become more healed, created more balance and harmony in their body. And now that they feel more heard, loved, and seen, they can go back into their shift with no more reactions that don't serve them. Where then if there's an angry patient or angry colleague yelling at them, it doesn't affect them. They have no more reactions. They get to respond with love. They touch love to that angry person, and that angry person now feels love and empowered. And, and it causes that butterfly effect. Next person mm -hmm. that yells at him, he's going to touch love. Next person that yells at him, he's going to touch love. So what that's doing is causing a positive shift in the healthcare paradigm, where now there's less people coming back to the healthcare, retaking that medication, 
like a subscription where they're now feeling more empowered by allowing themselves to heal. So at first I was doing covertly of, of shifting the healthcare paradigm, but now since I'm sharing this on podcasts, it's not covert anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it makes but, it so powerful. Go ahead. Aaron, um, we'll just kind of rewind back to what happened with your mom. I know you're probably aware of it now, but you had to compartmentalize that trauma because as a 17 year old, you did not have the toolkit, right? To deal with that excruciating reality. And that's something that our mind does if we experience something that is so traumatic that we cannot process it. We compartmentalize it until we can go back with the toolkit. And I took a business class, that's, which is what an online business class, which is what started the podcast for Raquel and I, because I had an assignment to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. And Kathy Heller, who was our business coach, she shared with us an extreme example of what you do. She went away to for a week retreat um, out of state, and they brought in all these different healers. And I remember one thing that she told me, which I mean, I literally sobbed when I heard her say that. They had them, they had a person, uh, it was a group therapy. So they had a person who would come and play her as a little girl. So they had, you know, someone in the group therapy come and play little Kathy. And then Big Kathy could take care of exactly what you're talking about. Mm. Big Kathy could take care of little Kathy, but they had a script. And so the the act, the, the, the volunteer who was playing the little Kathy as a little child, she said the right words. And then Kathy, the, the facilitator told her, you do not have to take this child with you any mm. further. She is healed. And they healed with the real Kathy and then the actor playing Ka little Kathy. And they were able to do exactly what you're, what you do with your nurses and your clientele, which is when we can accept what we, what we've recorded, right? What we recorded, mm -hmm. what we experienced. And then when we do have bigger toolkits, better tools, then we can go back and then we can acknowledge what you do is you acknowledge that pain and that what happened at that whatever time, whatever time it is for you, 17, mm -hmm. for me, six, seven. I remember very, very young, six, seven. I think for us, you know, sharing on the podcast is we want to, you know, our, our tagline is we want to, you know, inform, encourage, and inspire mm -hmm. you to take that change for the planet each and every day. But really it starts with us. If we can love ourselves yeah. better, then we can love others better Then we can love the planet better. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I think we just had one more, I think Raquel had one more question for you. Well, I mean, uh, you know, for somebody we do, we love science and <laughs> uh, we love healing, but the supernatural here, all the things, right. But yes. All the things. How can you measure people getting better? You know, if, if people are coming to you and, and you're working with them, how do you measure their, their progress? How do you say, oh, you're healing, you know, is, are you measuring their actual physical pain versus the, the exercises they've done with you? What does that look like? How do you measure that? Beautiful, beautiful question right there. When I first started doing this, I didn't know how to measure it. Then I started to measure it in a way where they do the same thing. So what happens is if someone is in a more depressive state or low emotional state all the time of anger, grief, um, burnout, when they start to heal from past experiences, that's going to start going up. Because now, now that you feel saying everything that you did when you're depressed, what's new in your reality moving forward? They're supposed to experience more love in their life now. It's going to be hard because 
you're not familiar with accepting love. So what I do is I, I do it every week where they are honest with themselves in a way where, okay, this is what I started to feel more of now. So if they went from depression, they're going, I have this scale, this vibrational scale of harmonics where they get to, wow. to choose and see what resonates with them. And they know it too, because if they're having a call with me and they say they feel this way, I, I can read them. <laughs> so I can, <laughs> I can see if they're lying or they're in resistance. Um, so when they start to go from a depressive state into a more lovable state or even neutrality, take care of where mm -hmm. I don't always have them doing a healing process because then they're telling the subconscious, like, I'm, I'm still broken. I'm still broken. So they experience more love. It comes up, then we heal. And then they're just going to keep raising up every time they fill out the form. So by the end of the program, they go from a state of like depression into a state of enlightenment. And I always say that there's nothing ever broken about you. It's just a past version of yourself that are no longer in alignment with who you are and who you are becoming. So each session that they're on, it's like their physical symptoms start to go away based off of the energetic level that they're at all the time. Because dis-ease can't resonate in a state of love and compassion, true love and compassion. It cannot resonate there. That's um, it's, it's, the, it's the law of cause and effect as well. Um, because based off every emotion that we feel, which is energy and motion, if we feel depressed all the time, it's going to lead us into an action of less active and it's going to cause us to eat more and it's going to cause disharmony in the body and dis-ease in the body. However, when you're feeling more love and abundance, that right there, emotions is a strategy. That's going to lead us into an action of taking care of our health, taking care of the planet, taking care of, of the people around us. Where then the action, which is the reaction, some people call it the law of attraction, is mm -hmm. a healthier body. So that's how I measure it from when they yeah. apply. This is how you currently feel every day. When at the end, this is how you currently feel now. Um, but it's also so important to have all of these different tools because mm. as somebody who a lot of times, you know, you got to fix yourself before you can become a wife or, or a partner, a husband, a, a spouse. You got to fix yourself before you can become a parent. And sometimes you don't do that work. And then, you know, I'm struggling as a parent because it's like, okay, yes, I'm a loving person. I'm a giver, but I also... Uh, give too much and then you're stressed and you don't know how to deal with all of that and then you you become angry or you become you're not you're, yes. you don't have that self-love anymore so I think there's we're just walking around a lot of people who want to love themselves a little bit better and when you can love yourself a little bit better you can love the planet a little bit better and that's just that beautiful cycle that we want people to we just like to have a conversation mom we're not trying to save the world in one day but I think as long as we can have the conversation like hey you were helping people with their fitness it is and and especially your gift in the honor of your mom is specifically helping her community you know you're giving mm -hmm. it's like a lifelong love letter to your mother you know you're loving your mother it's every day by, yes it's <laughs> deep but it's it's actually it's it's almost like you're continuing her life's work if you will by helping heal the people who are on the front line of dealing with, you know, disease. And Raquel and I talk a lot about, you know, dis-ease because I, I've, I followed Louise Hayes. I found a book in, nice. in North, Northern California. And actually, whenever Raquel has an issue, I've run to Louise Hayes A to Z and I give her mantras, you know, so she was the mother of mantras, you know, and she started the Hay House, as you know, Dr. Joe is with the Hay House and Hayes House. I mean, when I hear your story, I thought, oh my God, Aaron is perfect for our podcast because our number one episode that our listeners love was about mindfulness and meditation. And mm. this, this is, this is another layer of that onion. Mm -hmm. We, we begin with the awareness, right? Mm. And then we begin with the breath work. We begin with the mantras. 
And then we can suddenly start to look at our body from A to Z and we can see, oh, my shoulder's hurting. My shoulder's hurting a lot. Did I, I'm putting the shoulda, coulda, woulda on it, right? I'm putting the, yeah. oh, I shoulda, I shoulda, coulda, woulda done that. And I didn't. And now here it is all in my shoulders. Thank you so much for sharing this with us, Erin. This is a gift, a true gift uh, to our listeners. And tell us a little bit about what services you offer and how our listeners can find those services. Okay. Oh, that was so beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, that was deep and it really hit home. The services that I have, go to the link that I'll give you. Um, you get a free guide on the uh, ebook that I created and also a um, diagram inside that ebook to show you where those feelings show up. And again, too, I also have a course teaching about the mind and body connection. Um, so you get to start learning more about it. So whenever emotions come up, you know what's going on in your mind and body. Uh, most mm -hmm. people don't know what's going on. So when you connect those two together, it makes sense. And then applying those three concepts that I share inside that course, and then the emotional regulation techniques. You mentioned that it does, it does start with awareness. And that's, there's three levels to this that I found is awareness which is level one, level two is emotional regulation. And then level three is self-mastery. Um, Cause you, you have to keep repeating it over time as you <laughs> keep growing and you have to do it again, grow and do it again. So that, that is uh, what I, the services that I offer. And then you can apply to work one-on-one -on -one with me as well. It's, it's a lot of deep healing sessions to identify what's going on in your body from any physical dis-ease and any emotional pain. Um, I can help you clear that up. Oh, wonderful. And have you ever thought about doing like workshops with other speakers? And I can really see you on a stage, you know, talking and sharing your story and uh, impacting lots of souls and lives out there. Thank you for that. I <laughs> do um, do a lot of workshops. Um, I did one for the VA hospital over here. Uh, I do a lot of speaking events too. So I just had a conversation with uh with another podcaster and we're going to be doing a workshop and another one where we're going to do a webinar so those that uh, would like me to be a special guest in there as well um i can absolutely do that um to be able to serve your community and eventually and yeah, go ahead we'll need that link so whenever y'all launch yes. your webinar that way uh and if if we don't have it now, if y'all haven't done it, we can always just link it onto another podcast or I can do another promo like I did and just say, hey, guys, uh, if y'all caught the Aaron Washburn wonderful episode, uh, here's his upcoming work and click on the link below if you need more information. So we can definitely do that because we Absolutely. definitely want to promote some a good soul like yourself out there uh, sharing his knowledge and your experiences and also you know, being very vulnerable about talking about the passing of your mother. Like I said, I recently lost my brother and it's a struggle. I mean, it, it really is. And they say the pain never goes away, but we can turn that pain into purpose, which is what you did. Yes, absolutely. Pain never goes away, um, but the feelings can change. And the yes. feelings for that pain, every time I talk about it, it's just been growing more and more in love. Um, so that's beautiful. Oh, and next year I'll be doing a TED Talk as well, or this year. So Woo, uh, congratulations, Erin. That's amazing. Yeah, sharing your story. And I think all of us can, you know, take our pain and turn it into purpose. So if you are feeling, you know, you're in feeling lost or you're in the mix of the chaos, you know, Erin is a great resource to reach out to. And I think that we just love any tools that we can use, breathwork, meditation any of your tools that you're offering to your amazing clients. 
I think this is a great year for self-healing. You know, I, I love plants and I love being able to heal people naturally just with, you know, a simple lifestyle, taking things out that we no longer need. It's kind of what we like to preach over here and just getting down to the basics. And I think that, you know, getting in tune with your own emotions and feelings, how basic is that? I mean, that you absolutely need to do that to become self-aware, to have the self-love, to have love that for this year, mom. Mm -hmm. I think that is a great way to kick off our podcast for healing and health. And I love that. Let's just talk more about self-awareness this year with the Earthy Girl. So thanks for coming on and sharing your story. It was just uh, great to hear everything that you have to offer to the world. Yes. Thank you, Erin. And we always end the podcast with y'all stay earthy. Stay earthy. Perfect. That was good. Okay. Awesome. All right. Have a great day. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. The Earthy Girls are here to inform, encourage, and inspire you to take that one small step for our planet. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. If you love it, download it and share it with a friend. And leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And y'all stay earthy. Stay earthy.